Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Girl, I'm worn out. I can I imagine. Worn out. I had um I went to a kid's birthday party mm-hmm. and just remind me never to go to catch air ever again. Oh, I God. you know, there's all those kids' birthday centers and whatever, and they can be whatever they are. But catch air specifically, this is the second location I've been, and it just seems like it's so cramped and they just put two times the amount of people that that space really can hold. Oh, no, and yeah. it's just, it's chaos and it's noise and it's no room. And I, I, I hate it. <laughs> so, and then I had to go, the one I had to go to was all the way in Dacula. So it was like an hour away. So no, oh, I had Lord. an hour drive back. It was like, I'm over it. Yeah. But the kids have fun, and that's what matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that at least they had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Real snobs, we are back. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. I I am Cicely Joy, and I am here with my lovely, beautiful co-host, Kalina Michelle. Hi. What's happening? (laughs) Are you seeing this storm out here? Yes, yes, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. So um, our audience may hear it, too. And hopefully we won't have to cut this short. But (laughs) it just started. And it did. I, it's crazy. I didn't even realize it was going to get a bad thunderstorm tonight. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not mad because I think we woke up to rain and I woke up being able to breathe because uh-huh. the pollen has just been, oh my God, ridiculous. And anytime it rains, it feels like the end of the whiz when <laughs> they sing Brand New Day and you're shedding. Oh yeah, and they're <laughs> shedding their skins and things. Yes, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, yes, it's a brand new day. I can breathe. <laughs> <sighs> so I, you know, bring it on. Bring on the rain. I'm okay with that. Yeah. This is some, uh, I will say I'm looking, I'm sitting on my um, couch and looking out the front porch windows and it's really gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it was Lightning funny because yeah, the lightning story. Harry was um, walking outside earlier, and he was, um, as soon as he opened the front door, a big old bolt of lightning struck somewhere nearby. Oh. It was super loud, and he was like, what in the world? Too funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually um, that would have had me just like, you know, in a closet somewhere frightened. I, I don't know. I just... Oh, yeah. I, Back in the I, day, I, we used to be so afraid of that stuff. And you know what did it for me? What? All those doggone like storm chaser documentaries and like <laughs> the news stories and stuff, and they were um, they were always talking about them, and like the storm chases, and this guy died, and the storms are so dangerous, and no one should do this. And then Twister comes out, and I'm sitting here <laughs> like, literally, like now it's just adding another rung on the fear ladder, you know. You know, to me, it's actually, I have PTSD from Mm -hmm. when I was younger, we would go and visit my grandparents in Champaign, Illinois, and just, I I don't know of anyone in Atlanta 
are from Atlanta, because, you know, a lot of people aren't really from Atlanta. Uh, If they understand how different storms are when you're kind of on the plains, like in the prairie plains. And that's another kind. That's that's another other. Yes, we had to be in this basement. And I want to I'm talking about true basement, like concrete basement, not not something just another part of the house for entertainment. Mm -hmm. But we had to go down to the basement because it felt like the house was shaking all the time. And this is just a thunderstorm. It's not a tornado or anything. Mm. But the thunder claps were like, it, it sounded like it was just coming right at us Goodness. all the time. And I never experienced anything like that. I, I, don't, I don't still even understand what it is because I would think in all that space, mm-hmm. it wouldn't like sound so loud, like it's reverberating. Like there's nothing to echo <laughs> it off of. So well, why is maybe, that loud? Well, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know the science, but I would assume, like you said, you're out on the plane. There's no trees to muffle the sound. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no buildings to muffle the sounds. And sound know. travels in waves, right? It sounded biblical. It sounded like wow. God was coming for us type stuff so I used to have PTSD from that which you know thunder in Atlanta is different so I yeah. kind of like yeah <laughs> that's nothing but oof. yeah now that I can imagine years back in high school um, traveled with our theater troupe to um, Nebraska to perform with something some competition we were in and that was my first time on as you said the planes the plains mm-hmm. part of the United States. And let me, I didn't experience any thunder, but the, the level of darkness of those clouds. Yes. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I have never seen such in my life. Like this is it's like, nighttime. Yeah. It's completely nighttime at two 30 in the afternoon. And you're driving through all these cornfields and you're like, it's just corn. And there's sun still shining, but the sun is on the opposite side of where the the black clouds are. Not dark clouds, black clouds. You're just hoping that you're heading toward the sun. That's like your beacon of hope and light. Pretty much. And I'm like, what what level of Armageddon is this? (laughs) You know? That's exactly what it felt, Armageddon. (laughs) Yes. And you're just like, I've never experienced such storms. But yeah. And those people, oh, they're constantly in, like, in Tornado Alley and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope that's not tonight. Yeah, <laughs> So exactly. we can actually get to what we've been watching. You like that segue? You like that? No, that was, that was good. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Oh, boy. So what have you been watching? I know it's been a while. We were on kind of, a, I guess, our winter break. Mm-hmm. And we're back for spring. And there's been a lot of things on tv and the youtubes and the theaters galore. there's been an, there has been a lot um the latest thing that i watched was um swarm mm-hmm. that yes. new uh, donald glover uh horror series yes and um i Let's have discuss. been yeah i've been a fan of um dominique Fish, what is it? Fish, fishback, fish, fishback, something like that. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of hers for a, a few years now. Um, what I else first... has she been on? Because I, I'm, I'm new to her. Okay, um, I first saw her. I can't remember the name of the series. Let me see if I could pull it up. But it was on HBO, and it was Project. Fo- it, 
Oh. And, and it was where I've seen her from. She was uh playing one of the dancers turned amateur porn star. Hmm. Uh, but it was like it followed like the rise of porn, the porn industry in 1970s through 80s and early 90s New York. And okay. how and how some of the people that may have been pioneers of 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 the porn industry, how they was got their the start. Deuce? The Deuce. She was okay. in the Deuce, and she was amazing in the Deuce. Okay, um, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, in a supporting that? role, it was really, really great. I love that series too. They did not renew it, but it was okay. Mm. I really, it was great. Um, so when I saw that she was going to be in it, I said, "Oh, she can give." like really dramatic face and she's actually really good at doing a lot of physical acting Mm -hmm. um which is what she did a lot of in this um in this series um i'm a fan of donald glover's work i mean atlanta everyone knows so it Mm -hmm. gave you though that kind of feel yeah it definitely had that uh atlanta feel Mm -hmm. and um i let me just say, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna give the whole series an A. I was really into it. I liked mm-hmm. it. It mm-hmm. it give you it gave you enough what the hell moments with that classic at Donald Glover comedy slip in when something's mm-hmm. supposed to be really serious. Um, yeah, he he's really really good at directing absurdity because he sees it. It it seems like it's just a part of life. It's kind of like you know, those moments where I may call you and I have to tell you this crazy story or something that happened today. Yeah. He he does a good job of weaving it with those and it comes off as just, it's just another day in, what, like, for example, Atlanta or mm-hmm. in um, wherever uh, Swarm was based off of a couple of different places, say Houston. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like another day in Houston where you're dealing with these random events and these random characters as you're just going about your day and I I I do love that it's like it's a very subtle type of comedy I don't know what what category you would put that in it's not necessarily dark Mm -mm. you know but it's just a subtle quiet type of comedy you know what it is too what it's afro surrealism it is, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I it's like not that. Yeah, it's not it's not like futuristic or anything, but it's definitely surrealism because half the time you're wondering like, did this really just occur in front of my <laughs> eyes? And yeah. it even is like that with with the characters within the show itself. So the characters are sitting around like, what is actually going on? And you are also, you know, it's almost like breaking that fourth wall but not really almost like a fifth wall yeah yeah and you're both asking both you and the character in in the same time are asking wtf at the same time and that's really really hard to do and hard to do well so just uh i watched swarm as well and just for anyone that hasn't watched it i i suggest you do because it's very interesting in anything you're going to talk about it so yes. if you don't know what it's about, it's it's just seven episode series on Prime, Amazon Prime, that is 
reminiscent of uh, Beyonce in the Beehive. And what I learned about it, because it starts off, it says, this is not fiction, um, all any names or blah, blah, blah of any uh, person is intentional and stuff. And what they mm-hmm. said was um, that the first episode was basically, it's based off of a, a rumor that occurred, a story that occurred about uh, a beehive member, um, mm-hmm. a big fan of Beyonce uh, committing um, uh, suicide at the time, I think Lemonade came out because uh, Lemonade with that whole album and visual album was about was relatable to this person. And so mm-hmm. taking that story, um, Donald Glover and the other creators, uh, co-creators took that story and built from it using um, her incidents that may or may not be related mm-hmm. <laughs> and just kind of creating this a story so it's fiction ish you know like it's mm-hmm. it's based off of true events and some of the people and the names are based off of actual people but you know they took a lot of creative freedom obviously mm-hmm. so yeah. it's really about just the I guess um, a obsessive fan of this pop star mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. who is not Beyonce but is uh, Nija I think that was her name mm-hmm, Nija mm-hmm. yeah and just basically how deep and dark she goes for her girl you know yeah <laughs> so and it's I- also interesting because um, the way they did her characterization and I'm talking about um Dominique, Nisha? I can't. Oh, not uh, Dre. Well, Dre. Mm-hmm. Dominique's character is Dre. Um, what was interesting is that you almost immediately get the sense that she has some, um, not just social awkwardness. Like she's literally she right in the head. <laughs> well, it's like she's be- her. It's almost like her social awkwardness evolves into sociopathic yeah stuff um now people can have sociopathy i guess that's what you call it right sociopathy um if i'm wrong please let us know in the comments (laughs) (laughs) but people don't have to be murderous villainous people to you know have social awkwardness and to have and to be a sociopath right Mm -hmm. but but her so her being a sociopath ended up being murderous because in her world it's black and white. You either do or you don't like Nyjia, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're an enemy. And when trauma happens, usually when trauma happens to some people, that's what triggers these, you know, these big, sometimes violent reactions. And losing you know not to spoil it for anyone but losing her sister um I mean, we on. already spoiled stuff yeah so yeah well yeah i'll put right. a spoiler um, warning <laughs> right on the recording right but you know losing her sister early on the suicide that was absolutely um you know another trigger a traumatic trigger and later on in the series you get the sense that there was something that happened in her childhood that was traumatic in which she first drew blood with something. We don't know if she killed somebody or what, but she definitely drew blood. 
and she remembers that right mm-hmm. and um so yeah it really interesting backstory like she was definitely not one dimensional there were actual times where I felt absolutely sorry for her like I felt for her like man you know life has just not been fair but then that tur- she turns around and kills somebody for no reason because Nigel they didn't like Nigel and it's like well that's dumb you know <laughs> like what are you doing and so I, I really liked that. I, I liked her character. And um, I also really appreciate what Dan- Donald Glover does in terms of cameo spots for people mm. and different celebrities. Um, it, they're not just cameos. They're actually acting, you know? Because yeah. mm-hmm. you know how TV shows back in the day, if they wanted to get some um, ratings, they just have a quick cameo and they play themselves and... I just love, like, he had Paris Jackson in there. He had Billie Eilish in there. He that had... was her acting debut, and she did phenomenal. Yeah. I kept she looking was amazing. at her like, I know that's Billie Eilish, but yeah. she doesn't seem like this is new to her, you know? Yeah, she got it. I, I, was, I almost didn't think it was her at first, but then I saw yeah. her, she turned around, and I said, that is Billie Doggone Eilish out here. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And a kind of cameo, not not a direct cameo, but um I found out that episode five was mm-hmm. um written by Malia Obama. It was? Yes. Or at least oh she has a writing goodness. credit. I don't know if she wrote the whole story. The episode. Well, I did yeah. see her. I did see them. They did some sort of either a premiere or a screening or something, and Malia was there. Mm-hmm. But um that's amazing. You know what? Let me explain something. These Obama children, y'all need to watch out. These Nepo babies coming up, child, <laughs> they're, they're on another level. Like, Nick Cannon's children, I'm, they're basically going to be running everything because he's got, one, so many, mm-hmm. and two, they're all going to be stinking rich, you know? So When we talk about cameos, I forgot about this one, and I don't know for maybe... Uh, I guess, I don't know if he's TikTok famous because I, I watch him all, more so on Instagram, but did you see Ricky Thompson? Do you oh, know yeah, who no. that is? Oh, I absolutely know who I, that is. I love Ricky it. Ricky Thompson, I loved his his little spot. I was like, please don't kill him. He's awesome. I know. Like, please, girl. <laughs> like, please. He and, and I'm so glad he played it like, yeah, you're weird. Get out. Yeah. You know? Yes. He oh, would say so what good. everyone wanted to say. Yes. And, and basically responded exactly how he should respond, how anyone would respond in that situation. I loved it. And what I, I really liked about Swarm, it's 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 different. So yes. it's, it's there there's going to be some people that are like, oh, that was weird. And, you know, they may not be into it. And that's fine. But it takes me back to our good old like high school days where we used to go and catch a movie and sit around and just break it down with our friends because yes you know it's it's that type of so many layers to talk about that mm-hmm. on the surface at first watch you may be like hmm okay that's weird I don't know what I watch but the more you think about it the more you discuss it the more genius behind things there is and it's just not overt and mm-hmm. it's not spoon fed to you. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is. And that's mm-hmm. also kind of surprising with, um, with Donald Glover when he d- does spoon feed you. So 
if anything, because I will say the ending, most people are kind of like meh on the ending. And mm-hmm. I kind of agree, even though there are some discussion points that I've seen that really uh, make the ending a little more interesting to me than an at initial watch. But overall, as a series, I agree with you that I will give it a, a A. I will give it a, a good large popcorn with light butter. Oh, yeah. Me. 100%. Me too. I, I <laughs> agree with that. I was entertained. Can- Oh, go ahead. The one thing I will, I will say, my own my only critique, I actually think it would have been better just as a movie instead of seven episodes. Oh, um, you know what? You're not the only one. There's a there's some people online who have said the exact same thing. That yeah. they're like, this this could have been an excellent and amazing movie. But yeah. I, I think he was trying to to make this a series so he could one, give a lot of his celebrity friends <laughs> some talking lines, some speaking lines. Yeah. But also, he probably just had a vision for, for how he wanted to go. And I, 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 I'm all for it. I loved it. Yeah. I, can we talk quickly? I know mm-hmm. we spoiled it already, but I can't remember what episode this was. But when they were doing the documentary of the yeah, girl. That was and the, episode six. The second that was to six. the last. Mm-hmm. That episode, we had to talk about the black woman detective. Yes. <laughs> yes. We had to talk about how Donald Glover and whoever wrote that episode specifically made this Memphis, Tennessee um, detective a black middle-aged woman. Mm-hmm. Single mother. And the fact that she, as a single mother, could even remotely have a, a, the career she's had on mm-hmm. that force, I mean, yes. It's one of those things where you don't see it often, mm-hmm. and when you do, it's almost like a unicorn. And she, that mm-hmm. character, to me, was a unicorn. But she was specifically written like that because only a Black woman would be able to catch another black serial killer yes because she was yes another unicorn and so like like it 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 shows it what he was showing by by casting her this way writing her this way and directing her this way and how she went about solving the case I felt like I was watching like one of my aunts or my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's just but clever. It, but it's <laughs> right. That's just super clever. Very, very like understanding of um, little subtle nuances and culturally understanding certain yes. things. And she picked up on that. Like I was looking at the crime scene photos. Yeah. And it was a bunch of like, like snack foods <laughs> and shea butter and stuff like that. And she was like this killer's a black woman. Like, yeah. immediately, which other detectives are looking at this stuff dumbfounded. Like, I don't understand. Well, if you don't understand certain cultural things, you may not be able to catch people. And that's... It, it, it shows, and in that... He, it, she, yes, and in that, he showed how important it is for diversity yep. in all industries. Because yeah. there are things that black people pick up on that white folks won't. There are things that, you know, uh, Indian people like from India, like will pick up on that other people wouldn't, you know, you need as many 
yeah, you need as many people, you know, in your crew that have varying viewpoints of life because that's when you're able to really understand things. And, and I not love only that, that, but they, and what she also mentioned is that she was ignored a lot. And it's yep. like, there was, um, oh my God, what show was this? It was some com- comedy little sketch show. It may have been, oh, it may have been a black lady sketch show. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. there was a whole like sketch about um, this person, this uh, character who had this superpower of being invisible and because she was just an average black woman, you mm. know, like, and so she, that was her superpower that she could blend in anywhere and no one could, will really remember or notice her or listen to her because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in certain spaces, she's just this average black woman, and she wasn't like the the quote unquote angry black woman or loud mm-hmm. or whatever stereotypical thing you want. She just kind of was just her, and she just mm-hmm. blended in to the point where she's invisible. And that's kind of that reminded me um, that character in Swarm, um, the detective, reminded me mm-hmm. of her because she's there doing her job. She's picking up on things no one else is looking at. She's trying to tell them. And I, and I could see that in, in the broader sense, they're like, okay, these things are a reach, but also listen, because those mm-hmm. things are also odd to have at a scene of this. Uh, it was a crime scene yeah. in the home of this um, white uh, you know, mm-hmm. woman that none of these things really align to this image that mm-hmm. this person who was very active on social media and in the news feed and all that displayed. So it was like, no one's questioning these things. No one, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I liked, again, those are like those subtle things, those messages that are shown. Now, the only thing about that particular character, and I, I know that it was a mockumentary within the, the show, is mm-hmm. if she felt like she was acting. You know, mm. she felt a little too much. She reminded me of the um, the lady on the Popeyes commercial. Yes, <laughs> you know. But you know what? There's a lot of black women who just like that. And you know what I also loved about her too is for the type of position she had in the industry that she had. That we mostly all of us know it's a good old boys club, yeah. right? And the fact that she was where she was, despite that, she almost had to lean in to whatever her blackness represents as. And that's, I guess, her particular brand of blackness. Because what a lot of black people have done, even to this day, is we'll code switch when we're in certain spaces. And this woman was so comfortable in her position that she wasn't trying to sound, quote, professional at all in front mm-hmm. of this camera she wanted to she was sounding like lord i just came back from dropping them kids off at school and now i gotta talk to y'all and y'all do okay i guess if y'all want that you know it was a lot of that yeah. and so many black women hide that aspect of themselves they'll be that way in their cars going and coming to work and it, it or they'll but they'll turn and and just let their hair down and be whoever they are. Even if they do sound, I guess what some people say, a bit more white, if that's how they are, that's fine. But so many times we 
we we monitor ourselves in view of the larger white society and for this woman that's why i said this is a little bit some kind of like afro surrealism genius for this woman of this age of this race you know to present as everybody's favorite auntie but she's a police detective like you know what she reminds me of as well um and she wasn't wearing like the normal like uniform and stuff like she had on her cardigan yeah she had on you know like them pants from macy you know what i mean like it was just so great she just sat comfortably in her position in that blackness she the way that she was uh describing i guess her investigation reminded me of just uh like you said your auntie your 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 mom your grandma sitting at home watching true tv all the time and like uh-huh i told you i told yes. you she was guilty you know like yes. picking up on all these little things that they Loved they're it. seeing and 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 she is finally there in that position so <laughs> i i liked her character i actually really liked that episode it gave it gave great background it was yes. a little confusing um with the picture of yes, who they yes. said Dre wasn't at, at the end when they showed that I was like okay either they have the wrong person or knowing that this is slightly based off of um um fact yes. I'm like is that really the person <laughs> you know like trying that's to that's what I was thinking too really up until the very last few seconds of that episode and then I was like oh okay yeah and that's that's what I like though about the show that it had you kind of guessing and Mm -hmm. it made you start looking stuff up because you're like wait what you know yeah um yeah I like it and um so yeah that's all I really gotta say about Swarm Swarm was a refreshing experience um yes and and I appreciate Donald Glover for that I appreciate um, these black writers, directors, and actors that that go beyond the typical um, genres that we have been pigeonholed in and the typical yeah. roles we have been pigeonholed in and showing the depth and the diversity and how, how we tell different stories. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy um, that Jordan Peele paved the way, man. Yeah, yeah, he really did. They, I'm not, I'm not saying Jordan Peele is the first one to utilize these kinds of, you know, things in their uh, storytelling. And like, I know that Afro surrealism was a thing in the '90s. Like people, like Daughters of the Dust and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he some because of of his own celebrity and the fact that what he created was so different than yes. what his celebrity presented exactly as, and what he created was something that apparently he truly truly is passionate about like when he i listened to him um when he first came out with um that movie he uh he said that oh I'm, oh i've always written horror movies i love horror movies and it's mm-hmm. like what you what but you are you're a, a comedian. comedian yeah like how did that you know what i mean and then you look at 
the, some of the skits that they used to do on the Key and Peele show, you see elements of it. But for him to create this entire world with all of his uh, movies so far, and it, it gave pe- more people like Donald Glover, and there's going to be more that, you know, start to get this, like, mainstream, you know, accolades and things. Um, it's, I, I'm just so excited because you're right. It reminded me of a time when we just had, as Black people, just creative agency, you know, to just, just create and do whatever. Like, I yeah. felt like the early 90s was all about that. Um, from the movies, either whether they, whether they were box office hits or not, whether they were independent or not, you know, Spike Lee's and the Wayans family and uh, like the CW with all those black shows that were on it. Like, I, I felt like this reminded me of that. Uh, you know, Atlanta reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm <clears throat> looking forward to anything else he gets to do. Um, kudos to Amazon for giving him the best deal. Because mm-hmm. Netflix is probably kicking themselves right now. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I had my doubts about Amazon Prime because, you know, after Netflix became such a huge deal, I was like, well, I don't think Amazon's really going to come out with True. any content that's like, worth anything. <laughs> Listen, please. Like, I'm so happy for them. I, I love the people over there at y'all's production company and everything, y'all are, y'all are finding them scripts. Mm-hmm. And, y'all, and y'all are giving creators a lot of, a lot of exposure. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So Swarm is great. One thing I just want to kind of, uh, now that you're talking about Amazon and stuff, we're going to give a, another nod to Amazon. So Dominique Fishback, when I was looking her up, because I, I mm-hmm. recognize her face. I just couldn't remember where. And there's a couple of things. Um, she was on Project Power. That was on Netflix, I believe. And I don't think no. I finished that. Um, but she was on this show called Modern Love from Amazon Prime. And oh. not a lot of people watch the show or talk about it. But it's such a great show. It's I, I think they've had maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's like anthology. So every episode is about kind of a different involving love have to be romantic love it could be um dealing with heartbreak dealing with grief loss familiar love all that but these like really interesting stories these heartwarming stories um has an all-star cast and she was in that and i'm trying to remember the episode i think i actually remember the episode because it was this um you know, even though it's a diverse cast, there's not many episodes that are like the black episode. And I, the, that was yeah. air quotes, if you couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I remember her, that episode, it did stand out. Um, so if you haven't had a chance, that's, you know, take, take the opportunity, one, watch Swarm, but also take that opportunity to dive into some of the other shows that the same, these actors, um, that are featured in Swarm yeah. are also in. And if you need a recommendation, I'm going to recommend Modern Love. Well, okay. If we're on recommending, hold mm-hmm. on, I'm pulling it up right now because y'all need to get into this show. 
I was I was not gonna watch this show because sometimes like you'll see ads for some of these streaming services shows and they mm-hmm. just look so terrible. But one day I was bored <laughs> and I said, I just need something to watch. And the only reason I this show a dog on chance is because it has my boy in there. Um the name of the show is From. Oh, also- wait. Oh, wait. From? From. Wait, from. that sounds familiar. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm all from. excited about it for some reason, and I don't even know exactly what that is. <laughs> right. Fun. So it is starring Harold Perrineau, our guy. Yes. Yes. That show. Go ahead. And let Continue. me... Okay. Now... I'm only because I was just surprised at how decent this show was. Um, I'm giving it a a medium popcorn, but with butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue. The only reason I'm, I'm sorry. The only reason that I believe it might get a medium and over a large is toward you could tell that whoever started out the series they did not carry that same feel by the time the last episodes were starting to air and you're just watching it like uh okay this feels lazy this feels weird you know but it's okay the show is starring my guy Harold um who is a powerhouse actor that's why I was like let me click on this right um yeah you I forgot exactly how it starts but essentially you find out that this the guy Harold is playing a guy who's kind of like a town crier. And you're just like, well, this is weird. Like he's wearing modern clothes, but everybody in this town is listening to him as he's walking along the road, ringing some kind of dinner bell thing. And everybody just goes into the house. And, um, and they all get inside when nightfall happens. So yeah. immediately you think like, oh, <clears throat> Something's going to happen at night. They're trying to protect themselves. They're all in this town. Let's, whatever. But what you don't realize is how supernatural this show is. And that's and what I loved about it. Yes. And, um, and then, so, I'm just going to spoil just the start of it because it was so, for me, it was shocking. I Because I wasn't prepared for this. I was well, thinking, wait, wait, oh, wait. Wait, okay. Before before you spoil spoil it, because okay. you're missing a big part. How it starts is with that family, the mm-hmm. family that was driving. They were driving. They're I forgot they're moving or on a trip, and yeah. they find themselves um, kind of going in circles. Like they they there was a tree that blocked, so they had to turn back, and they kind of came back to the same place. So they kept going in circles, and they finally uh, found like a offshoot uh, a road to take which came into the town so mm-hmm. thinking oh we're lost we need we need help and that's when they can't come across um the sheriff he's the sheriff yeah. um and you know everyone's looking at them and all that because they all realize what's <laughs> you're like oops well y'all trapped now and yeah. then i'll let you continue <laughs> right it was just it's strange and so what shocked me was that when oh, everybody get inside, you know you can't be out at night. Get inside, get inside, get inside. And 
everybody complies with this town sheriff guy. And there's a, a, a family that had a little girl, like a child. And this child was in her room. They were getting ready to go to sleep. And for some reason, she was hearing her grandmother calling her. And she's like, oh, my grandmother. Why are you outside? Why are you out of the window? At the top floor, on the second floor. On the top floor. floor. (laughs) And this this grandmother, who looks like an old lady or whatever, she's like, oh, honey, I miss you so much. Can you let me in so I can have a hug? And of course, this is a child. Like, she's like, what, five, six or something? And she's like, okay, I I miss you too. I want to hug too. And as soon as she opens the window, this grandmother becomes like a... A beast, a a hell beast. (laughs) Yeah, like a hell beast slash vampire slash angel of death or something. And, you know, kills her, kills her mom and everybody who's in the house. But not only kills, it's like what what they left behind was horrific. Like, (laughs) these, uh, and... Yeah, that show it's so there's so many mysteries and we yes, still don't a know lot the of answers. Mysteries. Yep, no, we don't. And that was the only reason I gave it a medium because I was like, if you're not going to have a second season, which some of these they are. shows don't, well, they are now. That's what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. usually shows will end like that when they don't anticipate it coming back. But then I was like, so how can this even go forward? Now I'm interested now. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are <laughs> those subtle, those subtle shows. And you're right, that was a uh, Amazon Prime one, I believe. And mm-hmm. it it was like this. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, that is on Epics, but I think it was featured on Prime. And season two actually starts on April 23rd, so I am super Ooh, happy. Good to know. Yeah, but yeah. it is one of those shows that I would have forgotten about unless you said something or unless yep. it pops up on my screen when I you know, when I go on my fire stick. And yeah. if you, if, if you're trying to understand a little bit of the show, because we don't want, we shouldn't say too much. It's from the makers of lost. So just take that <laughs> Like it has that feeling of they, they've put a whole bunch of weird shit on the show and you're waiting for them to reveal mysteries. Some mysteries you're going to have to accept. You're probably going to never really know. Um, mm-hmm. but the big ones, they better, <laughs> I, I think they are. Um, but it's very, very sci-fi kind of twilight zone esque, um, with a little Stephen King feel, but it's so good. Mm. I, I'm, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and it's not much that you tend to get pleasantly surprised out here. So in these streaming streets, um, yeah, yeah, I, I will say too, I really, um, I am enjoying, I don't know how you do your um, streaming services, but do you have all of them almost at once? Like, like you're subscribed to them all at once? Or do you subscribe to certain ones for certain seasons? Uh, no, I, I, I have them mostly all at once. I think, you know, there's some that I feel like uh, if I'm, I'm not watching anything on there now, so I don't really need it. And if something does come up, either I will see if someone else have access or mm-hmm. I may get it like within the trial. But um, 
like Disney Plus is like that for me because mm, mm-hmm. um, right now, just some of the shows, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. But yeah, I got the major, I got the big ones all together. Oh. And I recently got Paramount Plus because I got, you know, I'm such a Trekkie and mm. they have all of the good goodness on there. <laughs> I, um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a fan of The Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching, currently watching The Mandalorian. And um, I'm also, I, if I didn't have to record with you this evening, I would absolutely be watching the season premiere of Succession on HBO Max right now. Okay. Okay. That show I've been is so hearing good, good things about it, so I need to pick it Sicily. up. I know, now we're getting into convincing. Okay, look. <laughs> this is a super long episode, people, so I apologize, but I'm, I'm, I'm done after this, I promise. You have got to start watching Succession. Okay. And <laughs> You convinced me. No, I'm just kidding. Go <laughs> ahead. Continue. But the reason for me that I believe you should start watching it because these rich, filthy, stinking rich people have such white trailer trash problems, but they are elevated because because of how rich they and their family members are. And Mm -hmm. they, they literally do live in their own very unique, very niche world. Just like, yeah, no, trailer trash. We don't call people that anymore, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we don't do that. It, uh, like, you have to be of a certain, either very, very high or very, very low socioeconomic status to kind of go through the same sort of issues, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about this family that is trying to figure out uh, which of in the next generation is going to potentially take over the family business. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you have a family patriarch who just refuses to let go. And you have a oldest of the siblings that believes they should just have this family business and take control of this family business just because of you know, how they rank in the ages. And so it's just a bunch of stuff like that. And crazy stuff happens and they make up their own rules. And you weirdly end up rooting for this family, Cicely. Like they're the 1%. Like they're the ones that, you know, no one wants to root for. And yet you do root for these people in this. It's amazing. Great show. Please watch Succession right now. Season <laughs> premieres tonight, right now on HBO Max. Um, but yeah, it's season I'm, two. Is it, uh, no, I believe four. Oh my the gosh, four, uh, fourth, fourth and final <laughs> season. Okay, I have a lot to catch up on. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you do, you do. So you take your time with it. It's a great show. Um, Kieran Culkin. Mm-hmm. One, he's a once in a lifetime. Um, talent he really is he's just great mm-hmm. he's great i don't know about i don't know what's what is in the gene pool that the culkins have but uh, <laughs> i'm telling you but it's they working have it. it is working and they have it yeah and that's 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 it for the night for me <laughs> that's i just wanted you to know succession's great okay and so well, is swarm yes and so is from 
Yeah, so good. Uh, three good recommendations for mm-hmm. our audience. Um, we're going to come with some more recommendations and some uh, more upcoming episodes and discussions. Yeah. So, oh, there's so much good stuff out now. So there much really good is. Stuff I'm so excited. I'm really excited for the spring yes. and what these spring shows are bringing. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we're not going to be able to cover it all, but we're going to try to pop in when we can. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was good talking to you, lady. Yes, it was. This was fun. All right, so we, uh, Real Snobs, we are found on most podcasts, on Spotify. So I think, you know what, our um, our website may have changed because we were a part of Anchor, and Anchor is now, I think, called uh, pod- a Podcast for Spotify or something like that. Oh, so wow, just, okay. I may have to do a little updating on our <laughs> site but if you have if you have spotify you can find us if you have apple Podcasts, you can find us most of the podcast places you can find us so uh, and if not there look on instagram or facebook and you will find out when we have some new episodes um yeah so yeah <laughs> check us out that's real r-e-e-l snobs and i am again cicely joy Yay. and you are Kalina Michelle. <laughs> and we're going to bed. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>